My PC brings all the games to the yard, and their parts is better than Yaz, but they're not. Today on. Yaz? What's Yaz? What's Yaz? You don't know what Yaz is? It's better, better than, than Yaz. Yaz. Better than Yaz. Better than, better than Yaz. yours. Is it, isn't that a Swedish shark? Don't you have, do, you have, do you have Yaz up in Canada? Um, no, we have yours. Yaz. <laughs> the Yaz. Yeah, the Yaz. Oh, Yaz. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know, right, maps. Right. Maps yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that song. <laughs> Welcome Shut back, everybody. Wow, <laughs> Shut man. it down. We're done. I'm sorry. I can't. Yep. But Good episode. I'll tell you guys. I'm going to tell you guys a little a little side note. It's over. Off stream when we're done so we don't get any more haters. Um, <clears throat> Matt's gate. Karen is fantastic. Um, guys, welcome back. Uh, as you can see, there are two extra people on the stream tonight. Yes, that's right. I kicked Sinistar out of my house. But it's okay. <laughs> He's happier where he is now. It's been a while. I don't know how to podcast. We haven't podcasted in a while, guys. My name is Chard Monk. As you know, Sinistar, Sick Jake, and Werewolf are all with me today to talk about a very fun, exciting thing. But first, let's go around Robin. Jake, how are you today, sir? I'm glad it's Friday. You know, it's a highlight of my week to talk to you guys. So this is this is good. Glad to be glad to have you guys back. Ashley, do you know you guys are almost at one year since you joined uh, officially? We did actually. It's funny yeah. because the alert on my yeah, the twentieth because the alert on my Twitch has yeah. not changed because <laughs> we are still <laughs> coming that. back, and it's been over a year. <laughs> 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 and everybody knows that we did it May twentieth. So there you go. Um, I'm glad to see that you have not suffered uh, permanent injuries from battling the Canadian cougars that live in your house. Uh, Werewolf, <laughs> how are you, sir? I am well. Um... Haven't been playing a whole lot of AAA games lately, so uh, unfortunately, I'm a bit out of the loop on the newer stuff. But uh, yeah, otherwise, I'm great. Maybe because I haven't been playing these AAA games. Good. I'm I'm holding that fort <laughs> down real good lately. So thanks to uh, <laughs> thanks to a few people, and uh, of course, last but certainly not least, and first in my heart, Sinistar. How are you, sir? Wow, first in your heart, huh? Screw the other two of you. <laughs> Fuck it, well. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> i am doing i am doing well uh it's good to be home although i don't know that it's better to be home than hanging out with you i i miss you already i'm glad we're chatting here there you go if it makes you feel got any better my heart is cold and dead inside speaking of cold and dead inside let's talk about these ports guys we've had a lot of brand new games that have been released <laughs> my segue game is still on point thank you um We've had a lot of AAA games come out within the last, what, year and a half, I'd say, probably would be a good rough estimate, um, that have, uh, some have been proprietary to certain systems at first, and then, you know, then they get their ports that come over. Um, let's talk about stuff. We're going to talk about several games. We're not going to spe specifically talk about individ one individual game or three individual games or four of them. We're just going to kind of do a blanket statement and bring mm -hmm. up games that, that brings this to mind for all of us. Um, Let's talk about uh, games like uh, The Last of Us remake that was, uh, you know, exclusive on the PS5 for a while, and then it got a port into Steam. 
uh, not so great. Wulong, right. another uh, Soulsborne-esque type game uh, that right. had terrible reviews uh, upon its port release. Um, the Forgot list that does came go out. on. <laughs> yeah. Right? Exactly. There's games that yeah. we've been sitting on or things that we've been excited about. The New Jedi Survivors is another great example, um, which I know Sinistar has got firsthand knowledge and experience with as of today. Yep. Um, so since that's kind of fresh in your brain, why don't we start there and then we can work our way backwards, you know, instead of going, let's let's talk about cyberpunk, because that's what sure. we always do when we talk sure. about bad ports. Let's go ahead and hit something that's fresh off the bat. Jedi Survivor yeah. comes out everywhere and it hits all the consoles and Steam released last week, if I'm not mistaken. The 28th. Sinistar, give us your opinions. Yeah, so um, I spun it up today. So I got a free copy of this game with the CPU that I bought. Um, And so I'm kind of glad I got a free copy because A, it let me test for the podcast, and B, I didn't have to pay for it because it's been absolutely lambasted on on the PC uh, reviews. Um, I will say that getting to it just just at today, it performed well. Now, well, it performed pretty well. It definitely had some stutters. Um, there, there's some weird hair physics. There's some weird, <laughs> yeah. But um, what's concerning is I looked at the I looked at the the hardware usage, and this is this is probably a good a good segue into some talking points as well. Um, I have a I have a Zen four CPU, so I have a brand new 7900X CPU. I've got 32 gigs of RAM. I have a 3080 Ti. It at 1080p was utilizing almost all 12 gigs, 12 gigs of my video RAM and 17 gigs of my system RAM. It is not optimized. It performed well on my system because I am over, I I have an overperforming system, you know? So honestly, it's, uh, it's a little scary. Um, part of, and this is why I say it was a good segue. Part of my research over the last few days, I, I literally wanted to do a comparison, a side-by-side comparison, the best I could with PS five, which is getting good reviews versus, um, PC, a PS five, the specs are three years old. Plus the CPU is a customized Zen two AMD processor. It has 16 total gigs of shared RAM. It, I mean, the thing has a 350 watt power supply. My specs won't run on 350 watts <laughs> and it performs apparently very well on the PS five. So what, what, what where does Xbox? that leave us? Do you know, do you know series Xbox, a series X? Uh, stats by any chance off the top of your head or is that going to be a mind balance kind of thing i don't i'd have to look it up but i mean the ps5 and the series xs i think came out at roughly the same time um yeah they were they were very close to the release together and if you look at the life cycle of consoles you know they because of the way that r&d works they actually start essentially designing the hardware a year or two ahead right and so like we are talking uh, you know, the, the, uh, PS five came out in 2020, I believe. So we're talking really it's a Zen two. This was 2019, uh, era CPUs. And so, yeah. 
Yeah, they're both on AMD platforms. They're very comparable. I think the one when at, when they first launched the leg up was on Sony because they had the was it the direct access to memory direct like storage that, that yeah. type to well, pull, pull information off the hard drive. That's the Microsoft name is direct storage, but yes, they had right. essentially that same technology. Right. So I mean, compared to PCs at that time, PCs were even that basically that was like a lower mid PC specs at the time it came out. Um, but the benefit though is because they're they're home consoles, they're dedicated to gaming. So when developers make games for these things, they're making them designed for those specific platforms. But absolutely, but yeah. So but to see like games that come out on console and perform fine, I mean they may not be hitting sixty frames on console. I think most people at home accepted that that very rarely will that happen but to see stuttering and pop in and issues with not even 4k gaming just 1080p gaming 1080p 60 frames should not be a pipe dream in 2023 i don't no. understand why it's that difficult honestly right? we've, had, we've had solid the lowest yeah. common denominator in 2023 yeah but yeah like right. i mean we've had we've had solid 1080p gaming since what end of ps3 life cycle like ps4 yeah. when that came out that's why i mean when when valve decided they wanted to do their um steam machines thing 10 years ago right the idea of using a pc as a console replacement i was all aboard yeah. that that kind of idea i mean valve didn't really fall through very well with it. it didn't go the way they expected i still use a pc for that reason i game on my tv with my pc so i'm all about that and it's been great for the last you know 10 years i've been happy being a pc gamer for the most part but it's only now when I'm looking at newer games coming out and I don't have a terrible computer. I know it's dated, but when I can't run a game at like even 20 FPS these days, right. I'm looking at consoles now because with the price of everything on PC being so expensive and there being less issues on console than there's PC, I'm wondering if I should just get a console now, which I've not had that idea in my head for 10 years. So it's very bizarre. So like, I mean, but I will say watching you play Jedi Survivor today earlier, Sinistar, it looked okay, right? I know it's yeah. been patched a few times since release, but it looked okay to me. But you also have a nice rig. But yeah. the early previews and reviews of that game, people are saying even on 40X series of, of NVIDIA cards, we're having issues. That should never happen. When you're paying a grand or more for a video card, you right. should be able to run anything that comes out that year, honestly. Like, those right. cards yeah. are new. Yeah, Novi, Novi brought up a great point in chat. <laughs> Uh, he, he called out my statement of 1080p should be the lowest common denominator. We're a retro like, podcast. Like, Most of the time, like we're a retro podcast. So, 1080p yeah. is retro when the expectation is 8K. That's true. That's true. But you got to wonder, you got you to think about it, too. A lot of these games, I mean, the, the console market is still big. Sony, oh, uh, Microsoft, yeah. and Nintendo yeah. are still rulers of the roost they've been like that since since the ps1 came out and the xbox first hit the market they have been still doing their thing and rolling it hard and you've got to wonder we always talked about it even back in the day we were always like i mean maybe not the four of us but you guys would understand that the pc will always be upgradable you know it's right. basically you just change the brains and the guts a couple times uh, after several years and then it's a whole new thing you just basically have a case you can right. spend at the time before uh, COVID and software shortages and, crypto, and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, you can get a yeah crypto. You can get a video card for three hundred bucks for a, for a nice <laughs> yeah. brand new video card, right? Yeah. And it would boost your system for at least another five years, roughly. I just changed the Mobo in my 
in my computer last week and we've been running it for almost six to seven years. So, you know, they, they have, there's a lot of longevity with both of them, but when you get a new, when you get a new console, you got to buy the whole console. You got to buy the $500 console and all the accoutrement that come with that. Now stack stack on top of of that, stack on top of that, the, the hit and miss determination. If there's backward compatibility, when you build a PC, you it's it's rare that you lose that backward compatibility right it happens right. but it's rare yeah, or yeah. you get you have to pay for some subscription that allows you the quote backwards compatibility but now you're paying monthly to go back and play right uh, a system before it's so this is a total smoking gun you know conspiracy theorist thought that i literally had when we were discussing this but do you think in some way that the console companies are trying to boost their consoles more by not paying attention to the ports as bad as, as well as mm-hmm. they do their, their consoles. Now, again, this is just, I this is kind of crap, I but I just, counter, I want your guys' thought on that. I have a counter argument and that is that most PC ports are done out of house. So, I mean, are they? they're, uh well or a lot of them are yeah yeah they're they're they may be in-house as far as the publisher goes but they bring in a different developer to do the port like if i'm not wrong last of us um hired iron galaxy to do their port and iron galaxy is not a bad studio i mean they're the guys who did um dive kick i think it was and they also did the ki the pc version of last of us and Mm. get back to me yeah that game is a well no i know but (laughs) Yeah, granted that port sucks, but it's not because like the studio is a competent studio. It's not like a, a brand new studio, right? It's not like the guys are doing the Silent Hill remake is a blooper team, which is terrible. It's, it, Iron Galaxy has a pedigree to the team; they're they're decent, right? But it, I mean, they still have issues with it. And I think Sony, to to your question, Char, do you think it's a conspiracy by the console makers to to sabotage PC ports? No, and I'll tell you why. Sony may be a little bit inexperienced bringing their games to PC. But they've saw a lot of profit bringing God of War yeah, and bringing yeah, mm-hmm, um, Zero mm-hmm. uh, Horizon to yeah, PC Zero Dawn, Horizon Zero enough Dawn. that they're doing more of them, and their game is to do it a year after it's been on the console, yeah. which seems to be a fair way of rewarding your players. Xbox is different. Microsoft is in a unique place right now. They're not even Microsoft a, they're a console a company, company, but they're a uh, game company. Yeah, yeah, right. Like Game Pass is such a huge market for them, and I think that's their thing now. Their games as a service, whether you're playing on an Xbox, a Windows PC, or Game Pass, they're happy with no matter what you do. You game however you want to game with with Microsoft. As long as you're playing a game that supports one of those three, they're happy to take your money. I don't think they're going to sabotage the PC market. So, and Nintendo is just Nintendo. We all know what they're like. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Sony, I'm looking at you, Bloodborne and Demon Souls. Right. <laughs> I know. That's that's the dream. If they bring those two to PC, then I really didn't want to ha- ever need to get a PlayStation. Right. Like they brought Spider-Man just recently, right? I've been waiting for that one for ages to play it. And I almost bought a PS4 and then they announced it on PC and like, well, damn, I'll just play it on Steam. But even yeah, that think, game, and, and, and which is not a new game, runs like shit on Steam. Like I have no end of issues in Spider-Man. And like I again I have a 1650 Super. It's not a bad video card. My system no. is it should be able to run Spider Man, but the stuttering and the loading and just it's just awful enough that I didn't want to even finish it. Like the performance was terrible, and that's that seems crazy to me. Like that that doesn't run. That's funny because I have Miles Morales that I just recently got, and it 
it runs very well on both my Steam Deck and on my PC. And but I know that was released. It's so weird because Spider Man obviously came out first, right? It came out yeah. exclusively for the PS4, yeah. and we just recently got its PC version. But Miles Morales had a PC version that came out before that, and it it's running great. And it's from the same company, Insomniac, but both of the yeah. games. Now I don't know if they had someone like you said uh, port it from another company, but they were they weren't that far apart from their release to the PC. Uh, games I like Days wonder... Gone, I, I believe, was pretty quick to the turnaround too. I gotta wonder if there was if there were enough engine changes between the two games that it was harder to port one over the other, or et cetera, right? Yeah. Well, they refined the the engine over time, I guess, because they had a year between the two games coming to PC. Yeah. Which which kind of which kind of brings up Spider Man and Miles Morales came out very closely together within their lifespan. Like when Miles Morales came out, I was like, I. Even so, I mean, at least is a year, year going to be that yeah. that big of a chunk of time? Because I remember beating it, going, "Oh God, there's another one already coming out." This you usually have to wait like seven or eight <laughs> years for this to come out. Well, you know what? How how much does a year help? Look at Cyberpunk, right? I mean, we all jumped yeah. on Cyberpunk when that first came out. After a year, game is fine now, right? It took a year now, of patching, but they got it there, right? Cyberpunk's an interesting animal since you brought it up. Um, Cyberpunk's an interesting animal because CD Project CD Project Red is first and foremost a PC gaming company and they are a console company second and that is that is actually kind of the opposite event of what we're talking about there were significantly less bugs on the PC version of Cyberpunk than there was I mean they pulled from the PS4 <laughs> store yeah they yeah. pulled it right I mean yeah cuz it was yeah. bad yeah it was bad. So is it back on their they, store now, or is it still off the store? Yeah, yeah, no, it has to be back up. Well, for sale but did now, they bring right? it back? Yeah, yeah. I was under the yeah. impression they were going to be like, since the new consoles are here, we're just going to leave it on the new consoles. And sorry, guys. So, yeah, because it was no. Bad. They they fixed it and then relisted it. They well, they you know they made it manageable on the base PS4 and then they relisted mm -hmm. it. But uh, yeah, even on the PC though, it was. Pretty oh, it was buggy. buggy when I played it through buggy. it. It yeah. was oh, yeah. like no, there I, were it you was showed me pictures. Well, <laughs> it was functionally broken in a number of ways. Like I had you you see videos of things, and I have one where you know I I killed the dude, and then it was in the process of him getting into his car. So then his car just followed me around. Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> nobody <laughs> the cars just followed me around down the road and everything. Apparently was he really was driving, weird. he was driving kit. <laughs> right it's your backup ride but but uh like there was that and then there was uh the the crafting system was essentially uh -huh. broken yeah lot. like yeah. you yeah. could oh, not yeah. buy the recipes except for the first time you entered a store if the recipes are there they're there but that's all you ever got right right in that particular store and i don't think they ever fixed it backwards for for files i think it's only for new files going yeah. forward after they patched yeah. it so that was a bummer. Like I had so much stuff. I don't want to lose my character. I don't want to start mm. over. I'm I'm great, you know, with Stephen Keaton as my character. But <laughs> I'd forgotten Stephen. Yeah, forgot Keaton. Keaton. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was good. But I mean, uh -huh. think of CD Red Project and and what they're. I mean, they're known for kind of early release before things should be released. Before it was like a big thing. Like right now, it's a big thing. Like it's a problem for gamers and people of our well, of think, our status that right. that play these games. And CD Red Project is just like, you know what? 
they're going to release it, but I guarantee they're going to fix it. And they do. I mean, they, yeah, they, they, they do three. eventually. Yes. Yeah. yeah like Witcher honestly, three had issues at release yeah. and eventually they did fix it. And Witcher three is one of my favorite games and they, yeah, exactly. they make good on it, but it's like, can they just not wait an extra year before releasing it? Right. Right. So, I mean, that's the problem that we run into though. And that's kind of another segue is, you know, what, what is, and there, we're going to talk a lot of conjecture here, but what's the core issue really that we're running into? Is it, is it testing that's not being completed? Is it, is it money that's, you know, we can't leave this on the floor. We've got to release it today. We can't wait another year because, you know, I mean, it's probably a combination of all of these things. Yeah. Um, why not Zoidberg? Yeah. Yeah, why not Zoid? Exactly. Um, I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna, ask. I'm gonna throw out an idea Zoid. here, and that is because I work, I've, I've been in the software industry for a long time, not gaming, but software industry for a long time, and there's been a drive to actually remove dedicated quality assurance teams. There has been. I can't guarantee that that's the case in you know. EA and you know Bethesda and CD Project Red and whatever I can't ah. guarantee that but it feels very much like it because in in the industries I work in they rely on the devs to test and the problem is is the devs you, will test you can't blame QA. their product yeah. they will blame they will test their product they won't test how it interacts with everybody else's right Go ahead. Yeah. Go uh ahead. and I have a story I feel like I've told this before but this is the perfect opportunity to tell this story uh, when I was going to school for game design, I had a teacher who had been in the industry for years and years. And this was back in 2011, 2012, right? And he said that QA teams were swiftly becoming a thing of the past in the gaming industry with the advent of, you know, games being able to push out day one patches and, you know, yeah. patches in quick yeah. in swift succession with the internet. Um that generally became dev testing and then send it out into the wild and whatever comes up, fix it fast. You know, yeah, right. it, that, that was becoming a, a norm very quickly in the gaming industry. You push, so, you push beta testing onto the, onto the consumer on the consumer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we see it. We saw the same kind of action though, not a beloved game. I did enjoy it. Close to protocol uh, had, had its bugs at the beginning, but the next day, all that stuff was fixed. The the shading, uh, the loading errors, all you know, all the optimization that needed to happen. It took us like ten minutes to fire that game up just to play in the <laughs> yeah, first yeah. game, and there was still stuttering and there were still issues that I thought my video card was going bad because that was the first time I'd really experienced anything like it. Um, and I know people don't love Callisto Protocol, but I do, so that's that's my kind of beat there. But <laughs> the next day, they had a, they had fixed the issue, and it played pretty fairly flawlessly from from that point on from my perspective i can't say that for everybody but yeah i was my maybe the, one of the lucky ones but also think about it this way guys how many games are in early access that are like an indie or not even indie type games that these small companies are are making and releasing uh, you know demonologists right. phasmophobia all that but, stuff is still what was still it's labeled early access. early access yes they're right. labeled early access you don't see Batman Arkham Knight or Jedi well, Survivor yeah, releasing right, as early that. access. Right. And I have to wonder if it would potentially do the game a favor if instead of releasing, you know, as day one, you know, release yeah. as early access for the first week. Let them fix stuff before they finally go, hey, you know, full release. This first week is early access. 
know what you're getting into this week because it's going to be a little bit of a mess, most likely. I think that they'd have to have a paradigm shift in the industry because, you know, in the AAA space, there's the concept of going gold, right? It has gone gold. But I mean, when games are releasing super broken, are they really gold? Like, (laughs) it's, uh, I mean, because gold is gold is the printed to disc it's ready to ship for customer use what's the, Status, what's, the term, right? what's that what's the fool's gold what is it uh I, I, oh I, right it's iron pi- yeah pyrite yeah the thing is there are but, some I studios mean, that will do that early access thing still like laren studios is doing Baldur's gate 3 which i don't i think that's a triple a title it may people may disagree with that but it's going to be a major blockbuster RPG. And Laren, this is not their first game. This is not the first rodeo. They're used to doing early access for a year or more before it's finally released. So you can play Baldur's Gate 3 today, at least a good yeah. chunk of it. And they've been doing this early access thing. So I feel like they've got that down pat if you want to do it that way. But like we're talking about like whether it's QA or cost or money or just what. It, example that came out this week is Redfall. Redfall is a, a title for Microsoft yeah. from Arcane Studios. Arcane Studios are the guys who did Dishonored. They're a good studio. Dishonored is like a critic darling. Everybody loves that series. Love so they're it. making this it. new game. It's a um like Left 4 Dead style for, like vampire shooter, meet, I guess, against vampires. Vampires yeah. meet Left 4 Dead, yeah. Yeah. So we look at, okay, is the studio inexperienced? No, it's Arcane Studios. Is it lack of money? They're yeah. owned by Microsoft. And Microsoft has been in acquisition mode for the last few years, and it's been no stranger to giving money to any company, Double Fine, uh, Besetta, all them companies, and they've been doing the same with Arcane. So it's not a money problem. It's not an experience problem. It's like, and I think they're using Unreal Engine 4 if I'm not wrong. So it's like not an engine problem. So what the, what the heck is the problem? My only thing, thing I, reason I can think it's a problem lately is we did have two years pandemic, and there's a shift yeah. to the work from home, and that impacted studios some more than others, right? There's a lot of titles that were not released for Nintendo over the last couple of years because Japanese studios had a real hard time with that shift to working from home. American studios, some did better than others. So I'm thinking now a lot of the games that we're seeing this year and a little bit of late last year have been in development for quite a while, but the pandemic hit them hard and slowed down development. And they're at the stage now where they have to push out the game. It's been long enough, but because of that shift in working, that's what's messed them up. That's what I think anyway, because otherwise, how do you explain? Yeah. You bring up an interesting point that I hadn't thought about, and that is... You know, cause I work from home. That's, that's what I do. Um, my hardware at home is limited. Right. And so right. when it comes to testing, Hey, I've got, I may have, you know, I, I'm, this is me as a developer. I've got a PS five and I've got a series X S sitting next to me, but I have my PC that has one series of specs, right? Maybe that's an issue with remote, right? I mean, they used to have obviously Maybe. banks of test machines in the, you know, in the in the lab but, to go test on but right? i can i can argue that to your point that when you were here and we were joking about hey, just stay here and work from here and you're like i need my work i need my work pc i can't do it sure. without it sure so who's to say that they don't have the equipment that they brought in from work to still utilize yeah. it but like to, to the same argument that they only have the one like they don't have yeah different i don't have room in it. my yeah. house i don't have room in my house to have an intel machine with a with an nvidia an intel machine with an amd an amd machine with an nvidia and i don't have the room in my house to have you know five or six you know machines to test on right and then there's the budget to consider as well like sure you have a lab (laughs) you have a lab in an office when 
when the studios right. are in an office, you can, you know, yeah. set up, set them up all in a row and be like, okay, right. test them all and see what, what works and what doesn't. But you know, if, if they don't have a proper test team, who gets those computers, who gets that responsibility and how do you annotate what works and what doesn't? Because you can't have one person testing all of that. Right. And right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, and it's kind there's of, there's also the logistics too of like last of us was naughty dog. Right. So yeah. you have a company like yeah. naughty dog, which is a very large studio. We don't know yeah. how that studio is run. If they may be very anal when it comes to their policies on files being checked in and checked out of their servers. Absolutely. So when you have a third party company like iron galaxy working with them, maybe there were, there were hurdles in, in getting files from naughty dog and checking in files. It could be a logistics thing too. It's yeah. the whole industry is a lot different than it was, I think, 10 years ago. It is an interesting point. And, you know, as I started saying at the beginning, but hey, every developer can have a PS5 and can have an Xbox Series X sitting at their desk, right? Every developer can. That's that's actually an easy justification for a business versus, you know, six or seven PCs sitting at every person's house. So do you think the- people be less pissed off? recently with pc gaming performance or game performance in general if the price wasn't 70 dollars because they recently it's 70 bucks mm-hmm. is now the new norm whether we like it or not right like if i like I, Redfall order, being 70 dollars if it was I'm a 50 dollar game would it i'm be not happy with 70 dollars whether or not it's good or bad i'm not if happy I, with it either way right. if i go to razor because you guys know my love of razor and i buy a keyboard from razor at the let's just say $250 for its newest Black Widow model. And I bring it home and the RGBs are only half working because somebody didn't test that keyboard. I'm going to be pissed because I spent, I want a full product. Now, if Razer sent me a keyboard and said, hey, for 25 bucks, just test this guy out. See what it does. It would soften the blow. I, I, I do agree that it would be like if I'm paying full price for something, I expect it to work to its fullest. If I paid the money I paid for the Steam Deck and it had the issues that it had, like right out the box, I'd be upset about it. So and I know I know you gotta make money with, with whatever you're 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 working in and, and all that other stuff. And and right now our economy's not great and they have to raise the stakes where they have to raise them. But I mean if a car doesn't run when you buy it off the drive it off the lot, that's a lemon. And there's laws against that, right? Yep. I mean, yep. there's I a whole thing about I have actually exercised that. the lemon law. So, I mean, <laughs> we're getting, we're, we're walking through the fields, gentlemen. We're getting, we are not getting lemonade out of these lemons that they keep giving us. We just have to wait like an extra three weeks for them to be like, yeah, I forgot that coach. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll just put that in. We'll fix well, it tomorrow. Don't worry about it. And that brings up that brings up another point, and that is that, you know, we are now talking games that 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 are pushing above 120 gigabytes, and then when they go to fix them and patch them, we're talking 50 gig patches, right? right I yeah. mean, which which to me says, yeah, they're fixing it, but they aren't optimizing when they fix no. it. They're just getting that shit out the door. And what is Red Dead know, Redemption? 119 gigabytes yeah. now to load yeah. up. Oh, Survivor's God, 150, it, I think. Yeah, Survivor's yeah. 150, and the first and Good the patch that came out last around. week was 55 gigs. That's not 55 ugh. gigs. For those people that have, you know, most of your standard terrestrial internet, there's bandwidth caps per per month, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, like we pay for the unlimited, but otherwise we'd have 800 gigs as our cap. Right. Yeah. Who, That's me. Who, 
Hello. Who wants who, <laughs> who wants to stream television when you can download AAA games and like they're one in right? <laughs> yeah. My yeah, meter wild. starts beeping halfway through a download. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. I can play for half the month and then I got to shut everything down. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, well, I can't patch anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm stuck with it as it until is. next month. Yeah, I'm stuck with it as, as it is until next month. So we got to flip the ticker. I mean, I am, I am, I am happy that these, that these studios, you know, and we'll talk near automata in a minute, but I am happy that these studios are, are rapidly fixing. Right. But the problem is, is the rapid fixes are massive. They are massive. And I think it's because they there's it's get it out the door. We'll optimize later. Right. So, um, yeah. And then there's near automata, which from what I understood, um, oh. the PC port was a dumpster fire for a long time. Keep talking for yes. So I looked into this because I was curious, uh, you needed a fan patch to make it work for a long time yes. by a long time. I mean, the big patch that fixed all the issues people had took four years to happen. <laughs> Or game that came out in 2017. Did, right? Yeah. Game came out in 2017. It finally got fixed on PC in 2021. Like yeah. that's just a time for me to download. <laughs> yeah. When I got the game, good? I was like, I want to get it on PC. It's super cheap. And then I was like, sounds like it's pretty broken. I guess I'll wait for a sale on PS4. And I did just that. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but even yeah. then, when I played it. We, I played I it on we, PC a year after it came out, and now I, I go. I went back and checked after before this episode, and I used the fan patch. That's how I. That's how I played it, and I had no issues. The version that you can get now on Steam is like the. Uh, there's some stupid name for it, the Yorha edition. It's like Game the all-encompassing yeah, DLC. That's the one I got, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's the one that's fix fix. But how wild <laughs> is that? A company has a broken game and doesn't patch it for four freaking years. Not until they release a new version. The uh, are too busy building on Final Fantasy 14. The well, game company probably went and grabbed the uh, the the consumer patch and just said, "That's our patch, and we're good." Yeah, right. Thanks, yeah. guys. Even Thanks and that. you know, we're reaching back a little here, but even Skyrim was kind of broken oh, on yeah. PC when it released because it for a series that had, it, it, yeah, and all of them <laughs> touch on that in a second. Um, <laughs> but for a series that was, you know, it essentially developed for PC most of the time, that yeah. one they decided. Let's focus on console and then port it to PC. And yep. so the mouse and keyboard connections were kind of wonky. The controls were bad. It like it expected you to play with a controller on a PC. Most right. PC gamers are not firing up a first person game like that to be like, yo, let me pull out the controller and play. You know? <laughs> right. I play and on PC partially because I want keyboard and mouse. Right. That's and that's also not to say that uh, Bethesda has always been like top tier for their launch titles. You know, it's Morrowind. I'm pretty sure has a memory leak that has never been fixed. Yeah, always a problem. It just takes a lot longer for that memory leak to become a problem these days than it, it actually, did back. It when... actually comes with a with a digital bucket the size of the one you get from Home Depot to fucking. But it used to be like. When it came yeah. out, that memory leak would get to where you it was eating up like 80, 90% of your RAM. Yeah. 
and, and I mean, now it would take days, if not weeks, to reach that point. But you I mean, the leak is still there; it never got fixed. You, you were restarting that game not infrequently to 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 free up. The, yeah, the leak. like if yeah. you had if you had a a day long session of that game, you probably restarted it two, three, maybe four times. Yeah. So so those games though, like Fallout Three, Oblivion, they all had issues, and the company kind of had the reputation of when they release a game, you expect a certain level of bugginess and jankiness to it. It's almost expected now. But now in 2023, they've got Starfield coming out later this year. Mm. You know it's going to have the same issues. Yeah. You know it is. They, they can't not make a polished game. The, the way they make their games and their, their expensive worlds, it's going to be buggy. But are people going to be this pissed off like they are with Redfall and Jedi Survivor? Are they going to have that same level of anger and rage against Starfield when that comes out? I mean, you can you can measure up to what the expectations of we're going to go back to cyberpunk because cyberpunk's kind of it's kind of the redheaded stepchild in this whole thing, I guess, or maybe not the redheaded, but it's it's the center of attention of of buggy games, because how long have we waited for cyberpunk to be released? Like we heard about it, what, seven years or five years? I think it was a seven year development cycle. Right. And then and then they were like, we're going to release it. And then they pulled it. And they're like, we're almost ready. And then they pulled it. And it was like the third or fourth time they were like, Oh, we're just going to give it out there. And then they launched it and it was trash. It was a dumpster fire yeah. and they fixed it and all that other garbage. But I mean, how many times are they like making these promises that we're going to release these things and then they pull them off the shelves and redo the whole thing or, or whatever they have to do. I mean, I think it and comes back. That's to... what happened with Arkham Knight. Yeah. Arkham Knight yeah. was mm-hmm. so bad. Like that was one of the first major rev- review bombings for a triple A yeah. title, I believe. And it was so bad it got pulled off of the Steam store. Yeah. Games don't get right, pulled yeah. off of Steam for not <laughs> right. performing well. No. Right. They're still it was there. doing so bad they had to disable <laughs> reviews on its Steam page. Yep. And then they pulled it off the store. Like wow. I mean, it comes it comes back to it comes back to I, I'm I'm with Wolf here. I think, or whoever said it, I think it was Wolf that said it. Um we need to, we need to either like cyberpunk should have been released as early access or, or we should stop giving release dates. Honestly. Yeah. It'll come out when it's ready. Hey, we're starting development on this thing. We'll see you in six, seven, eight years. Right. Can't you, I mean, can you tell somebody that we'll release it next week or two weeks from now? Like, don't you know, like if your product is so close to being done, that you can't tell somebody, hey, guess what? Surprise! Spider-Man yeah. 2 is coming out in two weeks. You know, but but that would for, be for better consoles and for PC. That would be better yeah. than Cyberpunk that got delayed multiple times, and then eventually, when they finally released, came out as junk. Right? If they if they delayed a year and had never given a release date, and then said, "Hey, it just went gold. It's coming out in two weeks." Yeah, like. Would it be better? Right. I think I think maybe you, or no. Or I don't think it would. You can't like they 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 give these big long windows to give people the potential to sock the, the money pre- away. To, to so pre- that way, when the game releases, they can just go yeah. buy it, right? Or to buy that the was, stupid kitsch. <laughs> yeah, and then like if you look back on Sega's history, that was one of their biggest missteps with the Saturn was announcing. Oh, by the way, you can go get a Saturn today. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. people were like, the fuck? 
Like it's four hundred. I don't have four hundred. I don't get I paid, paid to come out in six months. <laughs> you know, that's so right. it's, I mean, it's stuff like that. You can't just be like, and, and I, I I say this: you can't do that with a sixty seventy dollar game. Nintendo, we see it all the time in Nintendo Directs. By the way, you can get this game today, but it's always an indie game that's ten to twenty five dollars, yeah. right? I was gonna it's say never, there's a game. You guys remember Hollow Knight, right? So the Hollow Knight yeah. sequel, Silk Song, has been in development for years, and people are people are definitely hyped to play Silk Song. And everybody keeps asking when's it coming out. And the and the development team is very much tight lipped. They're not giving release dates. It's done when it's done. And you just know, like every time there's a Nintendo Direct or or an Xbox equivalent or whatever, I'm always expecting them to make the shadow drop that Silk Song is available now. Like I'm I'm expecting them to do that because it's been so long and they've just been so mum on when it's done. And people are but definitely hype for that. But that's also not a seventy dollar game. No, but because the hype has also not died for it. Like people are still right. rabid to play that. So if it got yeah. shadow dropped, it would just be like, woof, everybody would go and buy right. it. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, if you're going to get a sequel to Jedi Survivor, that's I, I don't think Hollow Knight's going to be a seventy dollar game. I mean, or no. or the or no, the no, it's going to be. If you're going to go, if you're going to. Someone's gonna drop you on the on the Jedi Survivor or Spider Man Two or or one of the big games. They're gonna tell you immediately when they're like they have any idea that it's coming. Like Tim said, it's coming. Tim Tim said it's coming. Get an announcement. <laughs> Tim said it's coming. Yeah. No one's done anything about it. He wrote it on a freaking napkin at Denny's, and he's like, "This is it. This is it. Get it out there. Tell the people it's coming." And and then you know, and then we wait, and then we wait, and they're like, "Quarter twenty twenty four. We're gonna see this thing." And the quarter 2024 comes around, and it comes out summer 25. Like it always freaking does. Thank you, Final Fantasy 16, BT dubs. It's just, <laughs> you know, and, and it's gonna be what it's gonna be when it comes out. But why is it? I mean, there's been so much that's happened in the world over that's been going on between all of our businesses, all of our companies that we all work for, and all the things that we've seen. Yeah. We've seen. I mean, I work in manufacturing, I see that kind of stuff happening on my end. You guys work in software. You guys see that kind of stuff happening on your end. It's just, it's what the economy is doing right now when they're trying to make their, make their hay. So how do you keep consumers excited? You tell them it's coming out. You give them a date. You give them a deadline. My boss always says, we need a deadline. Give them a deadline. Whether I'm going to have it done by then or not is a completely different ball game. Or, or if it's going to be working by the time that deadline comes out, that's, uh, you still got to give them a deadline. So, right. Like, what do we do as consumers? Do we do we stop? Do we do we say enough is enough? Or like, what what would you guys? I mean, now I, this is in a, another rhetorical, and people will have their different opinions about this. So this isn't the right or wrong answer at all. But like, how do we make it so that this stops happening? I can tell you one thing I would do. One thing I would do is people need to stop pre-ordering games. You yeah. have to stop pre-ordering these super uber deluxe editions Heights, for $120. You got to stop doing that. Pre-order receipt. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm guilty of it too. I've pre-ordered games in the past. I've regretted it. I've stopped doing it because it's it does you no good as a consumer. Like all the digital add-ons they give you for pre-ordering are bullshit anyway. You just got to stop because you got to wait till the game comes out. Like Jedi Survivor. After seeing the early reviews and the performances that are done on it, it will not run on my machine. I know it won't. So I'm not gonna. I'm glad I did pay for it ahead of time. Yeah, save I, that I seventy dollars. So glad I did. Save yeah. that seventy dollars, seventy U.S. dollars. I know we're not a U.S. centric, but seventy U.S. dollars. Save it. If Jedi Survivor comes out and it's good, go buy it. If not, yeah. you've got seventy bucks for another game. 
Exactly. And then you, I mean, yeah. so, and it, this this strays a little bit from the bad PC AAA ports, right? But Zelda comes out in a week, right? <laughs> and who knows how the Switch is going to handle it? Because that game, the like, Breath of the Wild, chugged at times on the Switch, right? Yeah. Well, and and the Pokemon and game would, was a dumpster fire that came out, oh, right? Yeah. So, Sorry. like, pre-ordering these games, like. Especially when it comes to PC, because PC games, when they hit a sale, they go deep discount. Yeah. So when you buy a game, as soon as it releases or you pre-order it, all you're doing is paying the most for the worst experience that game is ever going to give. Right? Yeah, it's true. It's and, and true. It, most of the time, I should say. But That's most get, of the It's not always the case, because Nintendo games... You get yeah. new costumes and guns and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but like Nintendo games rarely go on sale. So right. that's a different beast. So if you buy it when it comes out or you buy it a year from then, you're probably still paying the $60, $70 that they're charging. It's just and, and it never nature goes of the deep console. Discount. It never goes deep discount. Well, I think Nintendo is like that, a 20 to 30% discount, right? Yeah. If that. On and it's usually that, third party I'm not games. looking at Steam waiting for Zelda to come. It's not going to come. It's, it's, right. Zelda yeah. is not going to come but, to Steam. It is going to be on a Nintendo system and that's it. Or whatever else I can hack it into. That's that's it. There's no other way around getting any of those Nintendo proprietary games. Metroid, Mario Brothers, any of that stuff is always going to be built specifically for that system. So when you get Breath of the Wild, it's only going to work on that. So you would think that a company like Nintendo that only made games for their systems wouldn't have that issue, right? Right. I mean... Yeah. I would argue yes, but at the same time, Pokemon, whatever it was, was built for the Switch and was a poor experience on the Switch, right? And so, yeah. like, the problem is, is the Switch, the Switch was long in the tooth on the day it was released. And we're now, what, five years into the cycle? Mm-hmm. Right? It's a glorified I mean, Android tablet, honestly. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it's, it's not bad hardware. It's just, it's not hardware that can compete with modern PCs and no, you know, PlayStation four or five Xbox series no, X, you know, there's a very, I don't want to encourage piracy, but honestly, if you were to, if somewhere were to say, should I play breath of the wild now? I would probably say buy it, but then play it on emulator on your PC instead, but sure. Okay. Give them the money for it, support the game, but it runs better on an emulator than it does on the switch itself right now. And there's a reason, there's a reason that Nintendo games look the way that they do with, you know, kind of the cartoony and the cell shading and all that, because it's, it's easier on the hardware, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. They're taking the load off. You're Mm -hmm. not going to have a, a a real engine five system running on your your Nintendo switch, you know, it's not going to look like realistic detail. I've heard Witcher three on the switch. It's a game. (laughs) It is as, as guy prime would say, it's a game. It, I've heard it. I've heard it has echoes of the Witcher look. <laughs> is it like Dead Rising on the the Wii? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, it, I it's never really played down that on rest the Wii. for sure. Yeah. It's very yeah. It's but like it's, three it zombies at a time or something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, I like the Switch. Don't get me wrong, but it's not. Yeah. It's not a AAA gaming machine. To be honest with no. you, like outside of Nintendo's properties, it's anybody who's making ports for it. Like anybody's like Ubisoft or EA bringing a game to the Switch. Like Microsoft announced they're bringing Call of Duty to the Switch, mostly because of that whole ex- issue they're having with Sony right now in the lawsuit. Womp, womp. But 
but like i mean you're gonna say you're gonna call of duty to the switch oh you're not what call of duty kids edition like well, call of duty the, the card game it's gonna be the <laughs> like, mobile call of duty isn't it yeah there you go. even then there i don't know because mobile call of duty it runs it's gonna pretty be a hot. tactics like, game where you yeah. make all the calls for your soldiers <laughs> <laughs> i just don't see it's it call of duty uh, rts yeah yeah <laughs> like a drag no turn base turn base it's easier with turn base turn base <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah so, there's. Uh, what about yeah. what about games? Okay, this is straying a little bit from the idea as well. Sure. But what about um, there was a recent Call of Duty patch, and I, I on point here, um, that broke the game for a lot of PC players. It mm-hmm. made the game unplayable. It was a game that people paid for and have been playing for multiple seasons, and then they drop a new season patch, and then the game is unplayable for a like good ten to twenty percent of players. Mm-hmm. And you know they're not rushing to fix this problem for players. My my question: What do you do at that point? My question is: Is did this coincide with the new version of Call of Duty coming out? <laughs> uh, right, right. Did they break it so that they can give you a head up on the next one? No, I. Well, actually, I mean, I it, it, coinc- it coincides with you know people pre pre purchase battle passes now in these games, yeah, which already yeah. stupid. I'm sorry right, yeah. if you do it, but you're stupid. <laughs> wow. Sorry. I will not back down from that. And, and, and podcast viewers. <laughs> Never pre but, like um, if already don't pre-order games. Do not pre-purchase digital content that you can just buy after the fact. The moment it releases, it's not a problem. Don't give them money ahead of the time and then yeah. find out it doesn't work because you don't get it back. Right. A lot of these, a lot of um, these battle royale games that are super popular, Call of Duty, Fortnite, all those things, they have these season passes now. They're season releases. Yeah, so it's like it's like an episode passes. of your favorite show. We're watching The Good Place. We're on season two. I'm playing Fortnite. We're on season three. Like it's this weird. It's it, gaming it's, as a it's, service. Uh, it's gaming. At exactly, least Fortnite is Fortnite free. Is free. Right? Exactly. I get but that. But Call and of Duty thought, is not free. <laughs> right. So when there's a battle pass, fuck you. Especially when you right. want to start charging seventy dollars. And have battle passes and, you know, forget that. Yeah, but how does how does games like let's let's take Madden, for instance. How does Madden literally come out every single year with a $70 game that's the same sport with the same teams? It's just polish names on the jerseys. We're literally rooting for laundry. I mean, that's all we're doing. <laughs> I really want this player. It's true. That is that is the truth. As a sports fan, which I know only some of us are in this channel, where are we root for laundry? We're rooting for the colors on the shirts, not for the people that are in them. Because as soon that as that person be, leaves, you hate him. You don't like him anymore. That might be the How best many? line of the night. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. How many character models do you think they actually update year to year? They don't. Six. They oh, get, probably six. All, all they would yeah. have to do is literally do a roster update patch every year, and you can have all the same players. Uh, granted, the graphics look better. I'll give you that. But sure. do that when you get a new console. When you release a PS5, okay, Madden 2000, 2024 comes out, and here's all the roster patches for the next five years for free. Did you just update I mean, it when you when you turn the game on? I guess Simple. the one thing that you get with Madden is, you know, you get you get player stats, which arguably may affect how, you know, uh, a player performs or a team performs. It arguably may. So you That's are fair. paying for that year's, you know, 
roster and stats, right? But is that $70? No, that's buy a no. game for one right. once every five years and then, you know, buy the DLC pack for five years. And then in five years, when they've, when they've actually revamped the engine and made things better, you buy the new right. one. That's really what the answer there is. We're going well, way okay, off of so, our court discussion today, yes, so I we apologize. Are. That's on my fault. Yeah, we are. And I wanted to touch on something that was said about the sports games real quick. Occasionally, they'll add something cool, like a campaign feature where you're playing some unknown, working your way through. That's really neat. I'm not a sports gamer, but I think I appreciate that concept. That's really cool. You make your own character. You make them work their way up into the industry, and then they're playing pro ball. Oh, I love, right? oh, I love, I love those, those versions. Of the That's game. super those cool. But then you get the years like Madden. I, I don't know if it was 2018 or 2019, but I'm pretty sure it was one of those. Um, and you get a shot of the stands from time to time, and you see yeah. the previous year's logo. <laughs> Whoops. Yep. They didn't do yep. jack shit for that game. Nope. Wow. Like, they changed numbers on the back of jerseys. Wow. Well, they did. Right. Wow. So it's Which a is problem. actually pretty but accurate anyway, to the sport within itself. So that's more realistic. <laughs> but anyway. Well, yeah, but we're, we're straying very far dollars. from the PC port point. And <laughs> no, you know, if you, you bought tickets back, to a game yet, man? I'd take a I'd, 60 lark ticket at this point. <laughs> I I do want to say it does it does seem like there's a sweet spot for like a decade where PC game ports were always spot on when they released, right? Yes. Or at least almost yes. always spot on. If you go back far enough, you get back into the mess we're in now. They just didn't have the internet yeah. to send those patches out. Right. Look at Ninja Turtles DOS. Yeah. It is yeah. literally unbeatable. Right. Because that like second to last area or third to last area has jumps that you cannot make right. the jump physically. Like the game's physics don't allow it. They made the pit too wide. Oops. Yep. And apparently, yep. if you fix that one, you get a little further and you see there's another pit that they made too wide. So they really did not test it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yep. it's it's like they got to a point where they're like, yeah, let's these games are going to be polished. We're pushing them out. They're going to be great. Little issues. We can, you know, people can go download a patch if they want, but they're not going to yeah, need it. Bugs are right? fine. But yeah. not when but, the, not when the characters are unrecognizable. Like that's not Joel. That's some dude whose face is made out of macaroni. <laughs> like I don't know who that is. <laughs> Where the hell no, it? You can't tell. I, it's fine. I no no no. He's talking Joel and Last of Us. Mop. Oh, what he's talking. Is that? Yeah. Like, the the yeah. literally he had he had these. It looked like he took you know mascara and like painted <laughs> on his eyebrows. <laughs> As thick as possible. <laughs> they were. I gotta they see were this. Heavy. They yeah. were heavy. He's, look up. Uh, look up. Uh, Last of Us. Look up. Last of Us PC port graphics. And, and I think if you add Joel, you'll see like it is <laughs> mascara across his like. And his beard looks like, like he dipped his head. Oh my gosh! <laughs> his beard looks like he literally <laughs> dipped his chin in tar. Yeah. <laughs> oh. They look like patches. My beard is less patchy than that. <laughs> and it's it digital. looks like it looks like you shaved one of the apes in Planet of the Apes. <laughs> oh, no. It's bad. It's bad. Oh, oh my. Dr. Zayas, what happened to you? <laughs> I uh I long for the days that there was a time where I'd be like, these games are both coming out for both systems. And I could say Cyberpunk again was one of those games that I was like, listen, I have these consoles. 
but I'm waiting for PC because I want to be able to boost it. I want it to run yeah. awesome and look great. And yeah. we haven't seen those days yet. Now, for more for Sinistar, yeah. how many games I think I would have purchased that I'm like, hey, <laughs> this is out for PC. I'm going to buy it. And he goes, don't. Do not buy it yeah. right now. Stop. I don't read yeah. the reviews. I don't care. I see the name and go, oh, shit, I wanted to play that. Boop, here's my $70. And he's like, <laughs> I don't remember what I don't remember what game it was, but one of the game I there was a game I pre-ordered and it was it was so bad it taught me that lesson. It taught me that lesson to not only not pre-order, but to never buy a day zero game on release day until I read the reviews from known reviewers. Because like you go to like IGN or these other like and you can't trust them right no you no, yeah of course not yeah no yeah. of course not no the but site i used to use from... for years was giant bomb because giant bomb yeah. used to do quick looks they do basically hour-long gameplay sessions where they play yep. the game so you could see for yourself what the game played like i used to trust them but actual written reviews i mean i'll peek at a score or a metacritic but for the most part i want to see actual gameplay before i judge yep right so I I, I I i did buy i did buy well i and it wasn't cyberpunk. I relearned my lesson with cyberpunk because I pre-ordered cyberpunk because I was so excited for that game. Now that said, I mean, this was, this was, this was, I think my first guest appearance on the podcast. I didn't have as bad experience with, with cyberpunk as a lot of people did. I enjoyed it from day one, but it was buggy as hell. Mm. <laughs> oh, it was, but yeah, I, I feel like cyberpunk, it was not, broken in an unplayable manner right it was broken in a way that you could play 99 percent of the time on pc right and for the experiences that were broken if you go in knowing it's broken and still expect to have fun you're gonna have an absolute blast because of how broken it is it was just funny the stuff like the issues i had (laughs) in the game usually we're just like this is hilarious like yeah right because it, was, it wasn't game breaking it was mechanic breaking and there's right. a big difference yeah. in the two <laughs> or it was or it was like skyrim when skyrim first came out it was it was going and trying to figure out how to have your character fall through the map or like stretch into oblivion or and and if you're doing that as an experiment it's fun right so, right yeah. yeah when it's expected and, not when you're like battling a big baddie and then all of a sudden your guy gets obliterated yeah. cut in half because he stepped or, on a rock or demon or souls decides to, to crash souls. on you or demon souls yeah. decides to crash on you while you're and, you know yeah. fighting a boss another a one of skyrim's major bugs happened before you even made your character so it's not like you could be mad because it <laughs> only happened sometimes but you wake up, hey, you're awake. And then the cart just like flies off into the sky while you're on it. Yes. Like that's hilarious. That's not an approach you take, yes. right? Right, right. It's it's I've, it's stuff that's memeable and funny instead of just game breaking and frustrating. And right. when it's memeable and funny, I don't mind. I'll have a blast with that game. Yeah. It's when it's game breaking and pisses you off that it's a problem. And unfortunately, that is the case with most AAA PC ports yeah. that have problems. Right now, yeah. So that's, I, I guess I'm going to circle around and kind of give my take on the case of like Call of Duty where they release a breaking patch. I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer for that. But 
as a PC gamer, because I'm still a PC gamer, all I've learned is 98.5% of games will become playable. You just have to learn to wait. Right. And Sometimes so four years. <laughs> well, there's few studios that seem to do it right on a consistent basis. I was going to ask, is there any studios that you guys feel like are not having these game breaking bugs on day one? The only example lately, and I mean, I mean, lately has been Capcom. Capcom has had a resurgence lately of doing some really great games. I mean, they, they remastered the Resident Evil series, which for yeah. the most part seems fantastic. Monster Hunter World and Rise, pretty fantastic. I mean, Street Fighter 6 demo came out and it was for a demo, it was amazing. I'm looking forward to the full version. Capcom seems to be a game, a company that lately, and I'm going to say that again, lately, I've not seen any major issues with their PC games. So, no, there other no, issues? there no has v- been an issue with Resident Evil 4 that I can, I can personally speak okay. and attest to. Novi brought up FromSoft, and I will, I will mostly agree. But Elden Ring did have crashing issues for the first week. It did. Yeah. But then they Star fixed Souls. it after. Because like, I know that no, I was playing that in the beginning too. Well, they didn't have it had issues, Charge. It's not, I know you it's a perfect game, but it had fucking and issues. And you were beating your computer up. No, you guys just turned it, it off and blamed it on the patches. Don't lie. I have My 90 hours. Great. I think I know a thing or two about Elden Ring, Charge. And the game had issues in the first fucking week. But after the week, they patched it to their credit relatively quickly. And after that week, I had zero issues. Yeah, right. Dark Souls was a game that had issues on PC for a long time, though. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So that was another one where a fan patched it, <laughs> and that's how you played it on PC if you wanted full right? frame rate. Yeah, but I agree. I think the Resident Evil games, from my memory, have been pretty good from launch. Um, you know, uh, Resident Evil Seven, Eight, the remakes that are coming out. Um. Seven and eight have been flawless. They they were they were great from yeah. from. I'm start trying to, to think if there if there are others. Um, Is this? I never I never really heard anything bad about Hogwarts Legacy, but I never played it. I did. Uh, I there's some stuttering, but not very much. Yeah. Not that I saw. But uh, here's an interesting thought: is is this AAA PC port issue more of a Western developer problem? Well, no, Squaresoft, right? Squaresoft <laughs> for sure. Well, I, 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 I worry sometimes about Squaresoft games. Square I, I, throws their I'll name on that, it but and I, expects you to ignore it just because their name's on it. They're like, well, right, Square, but I think we never for, Final Fantasy fourteen had its problems, but now it's the the greatest selling MMO out there right now. So don't worry about it. It's our name. It's cool. Square is probably what I would consider the exception, but it's that same mentality, right? They push it out thinking, this is done. We don't need to fix it because it's good. Like, that's the thought process behind it, I think, which feels like not a Western developer mindset. Right. Look at the Yakuza uh, games, right? The Yakuza games all released and for the most part, pretty darn good on release. I mean, they've got patches over the over time, but they're still they were still great good out of the gate. Yeah. What about uh what about uh how to how to or what to expect when you're FedExing? What about was that buggy when it came out or (laughs) (laughs) the British the British the British telecom game? Death stranding. (laughs) I don't think it was super buggy i Norman think it Reed was just the people vision. were struggling with the mechanics i think there's a yeah, difference the, the, it was a weird it was the gameplay they had problems with not the performance yeah. 
Yeah, it, it was features, not bugs. Lore. Freaking <laughs> my grenades are made of what Elden, now? Elden Ring is a Dr. Seuss book compared to Death Stranding. <laughs> God. Played 40 hours of that, and I still don't know what I'm doing, but I'm delivering my mail. I'll tell you that right now. If I'm doing anything, I'm pissing on mushrooms and delivering mail. Look forward I, to the I sequel. Really sure they expand that, that mushroom piss lore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it was super broken on PC or not. I'm think I don't remember hearing any issues about how it ran. I just remember people complaining about the game itself. Like, gonna no. say people didn't play it long enough to find any of their problems, and they patched it. <laughs> now, <laughs> an interesting an interesting thought here is the majority. I don't remember if that came out before the pandemic, but. But I, but most of the development was before the pandemic for sure. Mm -hmm. And so once again, we come around to, are we seeing issues today because of the pandemic work from home change life, everything. Right. I mean, that's a good question, right? Cause yeah. Death stranding. That's what I think it is. was about five months before the pandemic really kicked off. It was never November, 2019. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So developed entirely before the the pandemic. Right. Um yeah, it'll be interesting to see if we if we have a change, you know, back toward, you know, kind of the the more equilibrium releases, you know, now that um working from home is less common than it was. It's it's obviously a lot of us still work from home, but it's less common. I'm interested but, to see I mean, how 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 the consumers move forward with with this. Like, is Starfield going to be like the last straw? Like, is Starfield one of the most like highly anticipated well, Bethesda games? It's Bethesda. Out? It's <laughs> going to be well, buggy. Right, you know okay, it is. But, yeah. So uh, that's, that's why I'm asking: Are people going to be upset about that with the same anger they have with Elden Ring or not Elden Ring, Jedi Survivor, and Redfall? Are they going to have that same level of angst when it comes to Starfield? I if they don't, that's kind of hypocritical. <laughs> so I learned my lesson, Jake. As much as I want to play Starfield, I will wait until I see valid reviews. Yes, hundred percent. Same same boat, man. I I love Skyrim so much. I bought it freaking three times. <laughs> so, but I'm going to wait on Starfield. <laughs> yeah. I will. I have not pre 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 purchased Final Fantasy 16 either. So I'm no. doing it. Too. Uh, you can uncross your fingers now that you've said it, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly notice my hands are missing from this discussion. He's he's I hiding he's hiding behind his green screen his ten thousand dollar Tifa statue. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Last game I pre-ordered was Breath of the Wild, a Switch yeah. and Breath of the Wild. Those are the last things I pre-ordered. Callista Protocol, the last thing I pre-ordered. Cyberpunk or No Man's Sky for me. I think it was or or the. Th- 3d mario set for the switch oh that that was another problem (laughs) yeah don't we don't we don't talk about no we don't talk about that we We should do our um top 100 guys yes (laughs) you guys uh you guys go ahead and i'll marinate on mine (laughs) well i have i have mine ready if you if you want i have mine ready yeah go for it Okay, well, I'm sticking with uh, PC game because we are talking PC games today. So I am nominating 
Fallout, the original Fallout, the original isometric turn-based Fallout. Over the second game, though? Yes. The second game... No, no, no. The second game is better in ways, but it stood on the backs of that giant that was Fallout 1. And the Master is still one of the best uh, villains of all time. Um, uh, I don't remember if two had, um, Ron Perlman narrating, but one had Ron Perlman narrating. Uh, I think they all the, have. Okay. One of the things I absolutely yeah. adore is, um, the, the creator, I think his name was Kane. Um, he took a, a, a trope and, and turned it on its head where he wanted the character to have just as much knowledge as the player. And so it very much was that like your character and the player know exactly the same amount of information of what's going on. And that has carried over in the fallout game since. Right. And so, um, so yeah, I, I agree too has some things that are better, but I think it stood on the back of fallout one with uh, uh, being the giant. The only thing I didn't like about fallout one is you effectively have a time limit to beat the game. And I ran mm-hmm. into that when I played it. Mm-hmm. And you don't have that in Fallout 2. Both are fantastic, fantastic RPGs, yeah. though. So, yeah, Fallout's yeah. a great game. And, of course, you know, everything that has come from Fallout. Everything that's come from Fallout. You know? Yeah. I mean, even even the newer versions of Wasteland, which, of course, Fallout was kind of a spiritual successor to Wasteland, even the newer wasteland games really are almost more fallout games with a wasteland name on it. Right. So, yeah. I've got one. If nobody has one, go for it, go for it. We've been talking about, uh, Comcast, Comcast. Wow. Capcom. Right. Capcom. Thank you. It's been a day. (laughs) Um, I wanted to circle back around since we were talking about it. We actually mentioned one of the newer games that's about to be released in this line of series. Um, but I feel like Street Fighter 2, the arcade game. Damn it. Fuck you. Needs to be <laughs> was that yours for that. today? You, really? Was that yours yes. today? No, was it really? <laughs> no, I feel bad. Uh, fine. You know no, what? I got another one. No, I got another one. I got no, another no, no, one. no. You do Street nope. Fighter 2. Nope. I have another one. Nope. I have another nope. one. Go. You have another one? Okay, fine. I want to say the yep. Street Fighter 2. I think Street Fighter 2, with all its glory, is one of the pinnacle fighting games back in the mid-90s, early 90s on. It is basically bred the, the whole fighting genre. I mean, nobody talks about fighting genres any more than, than they mention Street Fighter 2. I mean, Jake loves it, clearly, obviously. Um, yeah. Memorable characters, crappy movies, and a lot of press me to cancel quotes always seem to circle back around to uh you know Raul Julia and uh you know that was a Tuesday like our was, podcast show for me it was like, a Tuesday it was a Tuesday so <laughs> I want to I want to go ahead and, and I want to throw uh, Street Fighter 2 as being one of one of the has to be up there top 10 top one soul soul archaic who's hanging out with us in chat who's who's an IRL friend of mine he and I worked together uh at a restaurant and after close we would always go to our 7-Eleven nearby and we would play Street Fighter 2 Championship Championship Edition, dumping nice. all of our quarters into it. Street Fighter 2 ate a lot of my quarters. I really wanted to be good with Blanca. That was my favorite character when I was a kid. 
Well, that's a it's a topic for another episode, but Street Fighter 2 kind of created a resurgence for arcades, period. Yes. Yeah, yes, true. it did. Yeah, Capcom in the 90s was like was was the savior for for American arcades, especially um, the fighting games. They just pioneered all the fighting beat em ups, Captain Commando. Yeah, all yep. those games. But like, I love how like uh, Street Fighter six is coming out. And like, I didn't really play four or five. I kind of just passed in those like, four was OK. Five didn't seem to hit when it first launched. So they got better. But six is channeling a lot of what I liked in Street Fighter 2 and 3, and that's why I'm like so hyped for Street Fighter 6. Street Fighter 2 is fantastic. I, it, like I, was, I was just actually, the reason I was going to say it, Chard, was I'm looking at the list, and there's, not, there's no fighting games on there, and we have that. to have Street I, Fighter 2 on there. We have to. I want to I say how funny I think it is that Fatal Fury is flying around on your attract mode behind you, Jake. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, Jake. Uh, I'm sorry. That's yeah. okay. That's okay. All right. Who's next? Uh, I'll go. Cool. So I want to put forth Mega Man X. God damn it. That was going to be mine. You're kidding me. That was the one I was going to fall back on. I'm not even kidding you. But I was like, Jake, never mind. I'm going to pick this. And then you you would have been like, damn it. I'm hanging out. What's funny is that's Jake's fallback, too. <laughs> I don't suspect that much, but no. <laughs> wow. So Mega Man X really, I feel like it made Mega Man a little more palatable for people who were not fans of the NES Mega Man games because it was faster paced. It gave you uh, reusable healing items, things like that. It it kind of opened things up a little bit and modernized the the processes that were in the game, the mechanics and everything. Like it kept that hardcore rock, paper, scissors kind of aspect to it. But I mean it it made Mega Man upgrade in more yeah. interesting ways than, you know, throwing Rush cool. as on as a backpack and making him a jetpack, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the upgrade and then, sequence in Mega Man X, like to get him the new armor, the helmet and all that stuff as you go through was sick i thought that was a really cool addition instead of just making him change colors that correlate with whatever boss's power he has but you actually get to physically change the way he looked throughout the game and throughout the whole x series they were doing that i thought that yeah. was a really cool addition and i always thought it was cool that you know it you could get those pieces in different orders and that would change how Mega Man looks right or x i should right. say and so you could go the entire game without getting any of the upgrades until, you know, that one point where you get Zero's blaster. Now you have the upgraded cannon for the final fight because you kind of need it. But it it really did a lot of cool stuff. It really made plot, uh, you know, a, a front-facing aspect of the Mega Man games. And it kicked off what, at least for a while, was really interesting storytelling for the Mega Man franchise. It, it it staled out a little at points and the gameplay got bad at points, but uh, Mega Man X is really solid. The idea of Mega Man lore sounds sounded so comical to me when I first heard about it because I had never played the X series or Zero, but having dived in a little bit into those and seeing the story and beats that they're trying to add to that series, it's pretty interesting how they took the original classic NES Mega Man, which is just a fun running gun, and they they made it an actual story you care about when the characters like it's really interesting. Mega Man X is a really good game. Yeah. 
All uh, right, Jake. That's me, right? Okay. So I had to look at the dates. I was going to say Guilty Gear Strive, but that's that's not retro. So I'm going to go with another one. Uh, we don't have on the list yet. And this is a case of a game where the remake is better than the original, I think, in every possible way. So I'm going with uh, Metroid Zero Mission, which is a remake of Metroid on Ooh. the original NES. And I like Metroid on the NES, but it was, it's a very hard game to recommend to people to play because no map, a lot of identical rooms, and it's hard as hell. But Zero Mission on the GBA uh, takes the elements, the story, and the majority of the maps, but updates them in a very possible way. Even the map system, which is pulled from Super Metroid, it has uh, waypoints, so you have a general direction of where to go. I love Metroid Zero Mission. I love. Like, I never could get into Fusion. Super Metroid's fun, but Zero Mission, to me, is like peak Metroid for retro. I, it's one of the reasons why I love Dread so much, because Dread feels a lot like Zero Mission. And even at the end of it, like, you after you've beaten what would have been the end of Metroid on the NES, there's a, an expanded section on the remake where you play a Zero Suit Samus, and there's another boss at the end. Like, it's really cool, and they do some fun stuff with it. So for me, like Metroid Zero Mission is one of the best games in the GBA and is definitely a great, great one in the series to play. Yeah, I, I could not get enough of that game when I played it initially. I actually remember yes. playing through a good chunk of that game and I absolutely loved what they did with it. They, it felt like Super Metroid, but better, weirdly enough. Yeah. Like it took all the, it, it merged what was great about Metroid and Metroid and Super Metroid into one. And then it also gave you plot, storyline, dialogue, right? Like, and, and additional content. Like, it wasn't just yeah. a, a screen for screen remake. It was literally a massive update. And they did it so well. And, you know, you get the points where you even get Samus weakened without her suit, right? They, they worked the Justin Bailey thing in to where, She's not she's not in her suit, but it's for a reason. And then she gets it back. Like it was really cool how they handled all that. Awesome. All right. It's good. It's not super metro, but it's good. Yeah. It's better. <laughs> <laughs> Take that Excellent. from sick Lord Jake. Just so you know, Lord is my middle name, apparently. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> your brother's middle name is data so guys we're gonna go ahead and throw back that old that old star star trek throwback there um yeah. great conversation great topics i know we got a little bit off the rails when we were talking about you know but i mean patches and patches and and bug fixes <laughs> and dlc and all that stuff that all kind of comes packaged together right so it doesn't feel like we we didn't start talking about one thing and ended up talking about you know, Ikea, we, we were still pretty much on point, you know, so it, it could have really gone off the rails, but I want to thank everybody for coming out and listening to us today. We'll go ahead and go around the room and see if anybody's doing anything spectacular, which uh, we know they are because all of them are spectacular people. Um, Jake, what are you working on these days, sir? Uh, slowly on YouTube videos. I do want to shout out one thing, though. I actually posted in our um, in our discord in the tabletop section. There's a small uh, one person created a, um, how do you say, it's a solo game. It, it's not an RPG. It's a solo board game, I guess is what you could say. And it's it's kind of influenced by the Souls games, but it's pen and paper. And it's called Rune. So take a look. Uh, you can get a demo of it for free. And there's a bunch of modules you can pick up for free as well, or actually pay for it because it is, it is worth it. But it's a Souls-esque tactical combat pen and paper game. And you can play it on your own. It's 
it's I've been playing that for the last couple of days and it's hard as hell, which fits. But the way it does tidbits of lore, it almost feels like a choose your own adventure style bits of lore. Definitely more than Elden Ring has. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to play. And there's a lot of content that other people have made for that system. It's so check out Rune. Uh, you can find it on Drive Through RPG. That's definitely one to pick. Fantastic. Make sure your character has the naked run for Rune. Sinistar, mm. what are you working on today, sir? Well, uh, I've taken a bit of a hiatus, both unintentionally and intentionally, from streaming, but I am back this coming Monday, which will be the 9th, 7th, 8th, whatever that date is. May around that time. Um, And I will be back with Chrono Trigger. We're kicking it back off, and come hell or high water, I am going to beat that golem. Love it. I love the I love your enthusiasm on it. Werewolf, my friend, what have you got on your plate, sir? Um, I have been tossing back and forth whether I want to record Final Fantasy three slash six for the Super Nintendo. Uh, I think I'm going to play it with my kid so he can play it with me. Um, otherwise, I've just been playing through a few indie games on my Steam Deck. Um, I've, I'm currently playing through Unmetal, which is a total parody of Metal Gear Solid. And it's nice. making me want to play the Metal Gear Solid franchise because I have them back here on the shelf Very cool. on the PS3 and the PS4. So I might have to finally work through that franchise front to back um, so that we can eventually do an episode on it because I think Metal Gear is one worth talking about. Uh, Very cool. That means I got to start playing them too. Well, all right chard what are you doing what am i doing i'm Not streaming i'm back to streaming i took uh took a good week and a week and a half off to to hang with friends and and celebrate the old b-day so that was a good 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 time um we started playing demon souls as of uh yesterday and today tomorrow i am going completely sinistaring and uh we're going to start a new game it's not a new game it's an old <laughs> game but it's the beginning of the franchise I have this itch that I need to scratch, apparently. And now that I have Resident Evil Remake 1 through 4, I figured that Saturday can be dedicated to the playthrough and the discussions of the new remakes versus the originals. Now we, go ahead. Yes, Wolf? Are you, are you going to do the year of Resident Evil? No, I'm just going to do 1 through 4 <laughs> and be done with it. So. Call back. Code right, Veronica, yeah, right. Umbrella Chronicles, do all of them, that. man. No, I'm just yeah. doing the remake. Resident Evil Survivor. We're not going crazy. All We're the classics. So we'll be doing that, and then we'll be heading back to Cowboy Church, of course, on Sundays with more Red Dead Redemption, because who doesn't like seeing me punch a horse? Um, and then RMH uh, well, I don't. will also, also return. Well, I love seeing you. Jake. <laughs> I love seeing you. Desert on a horse with the name Jake. Um, uh, you know, it's not a euphemism, but I love seeing you punch a horse. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, and then RMH will return uh, tomorrow night with, I think, I think we're going to do Demonologist. We talked about doing the end of the back rooms, but now my audio works and my microphone works, and I kind of want to mess around with Demonologist on that. But maybe we will go back to back rooms. I don't know. And you might see more VR now because we have an upgraded PC that might actually be able to handle that and streaming at the same time. So lots of good stuff. Yay. Lots of good stuff coming. So with that, uh, again, I want to thank all the hosts for taking the night off to come and talk this stuff with uh, with me and uh, everybody hanging out in the chats and the people that will listen later. 
Don't forget to uh, come and check us out on uh, all of our social media accounts on uh, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, iTunes, all the places you can get the podcast. We'll be uh, having this guy up, of course, on Monday as usual. And until then, guys, we'll catch you next Friday. Have a wonderful night. Like and subscribe. Sha-na-na-na. Thank you.